Andy Burkowski here for VGS, and welcome to Dialogue Wheel. The original radio show was named this when I first started this so many years ago, and I'm trying to bring it back. And to bring us back into the world of gaming, I have the one and only Captain Kuba is here. He is a YouTuber whose fine focus, whose needle-like focus on God of War uh, is all the rage right now. God of War Ragnarok is one of the uh, biggest, most anticipated games for most people. I think probably the two people speaking today, I would say so. And it's a nice meeting. Kuba is very popular for taking all of the lore and examining it. And a lot of my popularity is about gathering all the lore so that everyone can see it and, and see it on YouTube. So it only makes sense. I've said before, I, I've used your videos many times just to, uh, you know, double check stuff. Just me what did he say? Just go back to your videos. <laughs> I, I will be seeking financial restitution. Absolutely. Got it. You got it, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so your background, just a little bit, uh, Kuba, it is absolutely God of War focused. But in the last little while in particular, you've had a real boom. Things have, uh, you know, your your profile's gone up and, and you've been able to get access that even big journalists haven't been able to. So what's, uh, you know, what's what's going on with you and your focus on God of War? I mean, it's been going good. Like when I started this channel, I didn't want it to be just uh, God of War only. Uh, it was it, it was only recently where when I started to I opened another channel just to play other games and just dedicated the main Captain Cuba channel to to God of War videos. So it has been good. Uh, I, I can't complain. The, the the whole interview with Corey and Eric it was really good for the channel, and just the game being a showcase in and of itself was really good too. Mm -hmm. It's been a fun time on the <laughs> channel here. So, yeah, I, I think that that goes into my first topic I want to discuss with you. We have been able to see in the last couple of weeks that that showcase trailer that really showed what this game is about in many ways. We got some plot points that we didn't have before. And of course, then you had your talk with the uh, the former creative lead and the new one that's coming in for uh, Ragnarok. Based on everything you've seen, you spent hours examining, you know, the minutes of this trailer. You have a really big community that examines it for you as well and uh, tries to <laughs> explain how all these things are connected. Just like a, a, a thousand yard stare looking on this, do you think that the game God of War Ragnarok is heading in a direction that is concurrent with what you and your community and a lot of God of War fans are hoping for? For the most part, we we uh, yeah we think it's going in the right direction. The only thing that you know hit us hard was the this thing of it only being two games for the Norse saga. We're still somewhat worried about that. Now that could either be really good or or bad for pacing issues. But I guess we can get into that later. But for the most part. I wasn't really expecting, like you said to me previously, we I wasn't really expecting a, a return to the old school God of War games where it was just fast pace and jumping. Some people wanted jumping mechanics, and I don't want that. I want the same stuff that was in God of War 2018, only uh, enhanced, right? And mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing. Like there seems to be new shields uh, to upgrade, uh, new runic attacks. Atreus can do a bunch of cool new things. So gameplay-wise and story, it seems very promising. So yeah. I, I can't really. Yeah, and so I, you alluded to what we were talking about before. Uh, before God of War 2018, I was not the biggest God of War fan. I'm old and my thumbs couldn't do what was needed to really succeed in the God of War franchise. But for me, the uh, God of War 4 spoke to like a more evolved, a more mature take on 
fatherhood and this idea of the angriest man in the world trying not to be as angry while immersed in, you know, Norse mythology. I think that that is an amazing step for this franchise. Like, if you think about it, we started with, you know, mini games where you button mash to have a threesome to, you know, in the, in the last game, trying to very quietly accept the fact that your own moral failings are, are rubbing off on your child and seeing the issues that you faced and the, the trauma that you faced that led you to who you are now and trying to not make the same mistakes with someone that you love is like night and day. It's a different sort of experience in a lot of ways. And um, I don't think, and I want to know what you think about this, I don't think God of War is ever going back to what it used to be. I think that once this door has opened, maybe if they do like a mini game from a different developer or something like that, that's just focused on the gameplay. But if Kratos, if you are playing as Kratos, I don't think we will ever have his personality and, and the way that the story was told uh, previous to the former game. What do you think? I, I, I just don't think people can, you know, make that choice anymore. Maybe not the personality. That's something that, People who always ask me, or at least they want to see again, it's like, oh, I want Atreus to die so Kratos can become this rageful person that he was in God of War 3. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. If they do that, the writers are going to undermine all the work, as you said, that you know went into God of War 4 to establish Kratos as a new person, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that from a personality point of view. But from the mechanics point of view, I, I didn't mind the old games, the older games at all. I've been a fan of the series since 2005. I thought it was a, a, an awesome hack and slasher game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it'll ever come back exactly to how it was, like fixed camera angles. I think that's too old school now. Yeah. Uh, we might have something more Devil May Cry-ish where you can control the camera. And if they do that, my only, I don't know, uh, advice for Santa Monica, not that I'm a game developer, is that don't forget the story because the older God of War games seem to be... Uh, there's section. It seemed to be a lot more divided. It's like, oh, here you have gameplay section, here you have a story section, here mm-hmm. you have a puzzle. The God of War Four. What I love about it is it's a more complete game. It's it flows. That's what I always say. Like all everything is intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're gonna do like a hack and slasher game, like they had, a, they gotta have a lot of environmental storytelling stuff like that. That the older games didn't really have as much. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, an old school hack and slasher game again. Yeah. See, I that would not work for me at my age at this time. It just it wouldn't work. So I I'm really happy that Santa Monica has uh, has made these choices. But I I am kind of thinking about uh, your take on this idea of changing the um, mythologies. So we're going to go into it a little bit more. There is some indication that maybe, you know, different mythologies could be possibly, you know, uncovered in in Ragnarok. But if it wasn't Norse, if, you know, we didn't make these choices, if, if Santa Monica didn't make this choice to to go into that pantheon, where would you like to see Kratos and, and the God of War figure go? Egypt. I don't even have to think about that. That's that easy, <laughs> eh? Because, I mean... Egypt has been teased since the very beginning of the series. Like you can mm-hmm. see, like Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs in God of War One. There's so many Egyptian references. Even Tyr in 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 the announcement of this game, you can see hieroglyphs on his on his arm. And I'm like, dude, we're going there. That's just a, a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only what they only need to do is find a proper justification for going there, which is why I uploaded the video about Angry Boda. 
I'm sure you know, but people are really concerned about her being black, which I think it's totally, it's not a big deal because, like you said, Santa Monica changes the mythologies so they can do with the characters whatever they want. And let me, let me interrupt you there. If you're listening to this and you're concerned about these character being black, like just turn off the video now. I'm not interested (laughs) in you listening. I don't want to hear your opinion. Like you are, you are not welcome here. Kuba, please continue. Yeah. It's, it's something that, if I can talk about a little, bit, a little bit about that, is that yeah, they only complained about her because they didn't really complain about Mimir being Scottish when the game was announced in <laughs> 2006. No one was like, why is there a Scottish man in the Northlands? But anyway, um, what I said in the video is that, dude, Angrabota could be an awesome justification, you know, to uh, link us to Egypt. Maybe her parents were Egyptian, much like Atreus. Uh, her dad could have been Egyptian and traveled to Scandinavia, and then. You know, met uh, her Jodan mother, and then just had Angrabota, and that would be an awesome link. I don't know if they're gonna do that though. She could just be black, and like I said in the video, it's totally fine. But I do want to see Egypt. Like Egypt is, um, mm. it would go more more to the classic God of War games where it's more royal, I guess. Like the, yeah. the gods are more more fancy mm-hmm. uh, instead of the the Norse ones that are more you know brute force type of guys. I'm not as familiar with the Egyptian pantheon, but I think that of all of the different mythologies, the uh, Egyptian pantheon has a lot of established gods that's kind of a parallel to uh, the Greek pantheon where all this started. I feel like a lot of the, the Norse deities are not as like defined as you would like for, for different entities. It's a little more nebulous. So I am wondering if that would give us a return to some classic uh, kind of God of War um, headhunting, so to speak. You know, you got to bang off this one, this one, this one. You know, would that be a step in the right direction? I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever go back to the similar um, play style or or, um, narrative leaps that they did previously. If they are in Egypt, maybe they could. You know, if if they go back to Egypt or they go back to Egypt, if they go to Egypt, do you think that would be more in the line of what we've seen already in uh, God of War 2018 and Ragnarok or more in the previous iteration? Because I think there's a chance, you know, that it could liken itself to what the games used to be a little bit. I think, okay, so here's, I don't work for Santa Monica, but what I wish for the God of War series is to be kind of like what Zelda is for Nintendo. Just reinvent yourself like every few years. Don't let it get stale. That's what happened with the old God of War games. Mm-hmm. They did like six of those games and people were getting tired by the end, right? So that's why God of War 4 and God of War Ragnarok just feel so refreshing, right? It's something new. What I would like for Egypt is maybe do a proper open world game. Like you said, there's so many gods, right? Mm. And so many places to visit. Just give us give us Atreus to free roam and... I say Atreus because he's going to have that ability to shapeshift, right? So mm. I've always thought it'd be cool to, I don't know, look at an eagle and be like, oh, shapeshift into an eagle and then just fly around an open world. It's just I've always liked that idea. But if they are going to do an open world game, they have to do it properly. Because open world games, there's so many of them and they're so repetitive. It's usually just clear out the camp or just they, mm. all these missions that are not fun to do. Right? They have to do something like, like Breath of the Wild, to be honest, just something very open in the way you approach gameplay, right? So, again, but God of War Ragnarok is not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So they yeah. might apply the yeah. same, same same logic to it. So, I don't know. I think they could still squeeze out a few more games uh, with the mechanics they have in God of War 4. But I would like an open world God of War game, a proper one, that is. 
Yeah, I don't think we'll in in Ragnarok. I am thinking and hoping that we'll see a lot of we've already seen in uh, God of War 2018. Like if they sneakily, you know, are, are putting in a an open world in Ragnarok, that would be pretty big. That would be huge. I don't think that is going to happen. But I love your idea of the new God of War is Atreus and it's more of an open world. And, you know, there's like shape shifting mechanics and all that stuff. I think that is incredible. I, I would love to have something like that, especially uh, if, you know, you are playing as Atreus, if the story of Kratos is done, depending on what the game is, that makes a lot of sense for the framework to change. Just like in 2018, it made sense because, you know, this is a different sort of Kratos now, you know, he's grizzled, he's, he's broken, he's bearded, he's, he's it's supposed to mean a, a different sea change here. Uh, I love that idea. I, I think it could be a lot of fun. I think it would upset a lot of people. <laughs> I think that could, uh, yeah, push people maybe in the wrong direction. Like I, this idea that you touched on there, a God of War game that doesn't have Kratos as the lead, you know, do you think that could ever capture because Kratos is so indelible with the God of War franchise. They're they're linked in in the you know truest sense. Do you think that a big AAA game that is God of War that doesn't have Kratos in it would still be a God of War game? Uh, yeah, like you said, this is gonna get a, pu- a lot of pushback if it does get announced like a God of War game with Atreus. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wouldn't be called God of War. It could be called something else. I'm, I'm not gonna come up with a cheesy name for it, but. Um, it, it, game series have, have been known to have a spin-off series as well, right? Like Uncharted had Lost Legacy, which mm-hmm. uh, gave us Nadine, right? The gameplay style didn't really change at all. But I think if you like the character enough, it's it's very possible to make a, a game with them, right? I would also like a Fae prequel, a, a mm. game that takes uh, place in the earlier days of Norse mythology before Kratos arrived in Scandinavia, playing as Fae. And that could have the same gameplay mechanics as God of War 4. But yeah, all these ideas are going to get a lot of pushback. But if they want to expand the God of War universe, which is what I think they're doing, they will need to branch out outside of Kratos. But I don't think Kratos is going to... I don't think this is Kratos' end just yet. Like there, He still has a lot more uh, you know, story to tell. Yeah, so that's something we're going to get to as well. It's something we talked about on your stream, actually, about the the fate of Kratos in uh, in Ragnarok. I am team. He's dying. It's going to be very powerful, and I can't wait to see it. You are not on that team, so we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, your bread and butter right now is theory speculation, examining every, like I said, every little piece of detail in all of these games and trying to figure out what it all means. You have a great community that supports you in that. With your encyclopedic knowledge, do you remember or can and think of the wildest piece of speculation, the wildest game theory about Ragnarok that still seems like it's a possibility? Like it's not just like, oh yeah, Kratos is no longer in this one or something stupid like that. Like some sort of wild game theory that is still in the realm of reason, but is just so batshit that the likelihood of it happening is that 0.001%, but still a chance. Because I love those little cuts, those those little strange ideas from the ether. I do remember a bad shit crazy theory people had when God of War 2018 came out. But I don't think that's, I, I really don't think it's going to happen. And it was Kratos being Jordan Ganter. Like he, uh, he <laughs> him being 
people are pointing out, Irving Anderson's got white skin and he's got red. I'm like, guys, he's not Kratos. How is he going to – fans would be really pissed if that happened. Just turn this iconic character into another one completely, one that he can speak, but he's just mumbles and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't want that. That's a bad shit, crazy one. And for the new game is uh, the dwarf being Odin. I really d- disagree with that one. I'm sure you've heard it. You want to talk about that? The, the cool, the really friendly, awesome octopus dude being Odin? Yeah. Yeah. Come so on. The, the, the reasoning is, I, I really don't understand the logic, but the reasoning is that his monocle is actually his eye patch, right? Mm-hmm. And the octopus has eight legs, so it's actually slipped near the eight-legged horse. And I'm like, but wait, so... He, he can shapeshift to some extent, but he can't really get rid of the monocle. He's got to have something that takes place over the monocle. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. The, the reason I say that it's in the realm of the possibility is because Odin does shapeshift, right? So mm-hmm. it's very possible within the lore of Norse mythology. But I think it'll it'll come as such a out-of-nowhere out of type of plot twist that I don't think they're going to do that. You know, it's like, ha-ha! It was me all this time. I really don't want that. I, I just I hope it does, doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think also if you look at most octopi, they seemingly have eight legs. But when you actually like according to etymology, they actually do have 10 because there's another two there. So even just examining things, it doesn't exactly add up in that way. But yeah, I, I don't think they'll they'll make those choices. But I do you think we're going to have, you know, in, in the journey of what we understand so far in the plot of God of War Ragnarok, you know, they're searching for Tyr, they're trying to stop Ragnarok. In the most basic interpretation of what we understand of the the plot of this upcoming game, those seem to be two goals. Do you agree with that? Or is that a, you know, a bait and switch from the trailer and, and some of the promotion material? Because that, yeah, that seems to be what it is. Yeah, that's what the trailer, you know, trailers always have, are very deceptive. They can change, uh, you know, your perception on the game. But that seems to be the case right now. They're looking for Tyr. And if we take into consideration who Tyr is according to the lore, he is someone who cares about, you know, peace. He doesn't want to spread war. He doesn't want, I'm sure he wouldn't want Ragnarok. So it seems like an obvious uh, direction to go. And, and do, yeah, and and even though like that, this is the question though, right? Like God, in the previous game, Kratos and Atreus are at war with the Aesir. And Ragnarok would, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, lead to the end of the Aesir. Will why wouldn't Kratos and Atreus, like in some way in this in this lore, support a Ragnarok where they don't have to fight, you know, these these unbeatable uh, megathors and things like that, where they wouldn't actually have to do that? Why why do you think they are against this idea? of Ragnarok and do you think that maybe you know we've seen Atreus in the other game flirt with his evil side and then kind of be pulled out of it do you think there's a chance that you know they'll have conversations like actually yeah Ragnarok's a good idea gods are terrible they're a blight on you know existence they need to be exterminated I'd love to know where you see the role of Ragnarok kind of falling into the the narrative that's been established so far in the game I think it's there's a split of character between Kratos and Atreus obviously Kratos doesn't really care if Ragnarok happens, I think. Maybe okay. a little bit more than he used to in the, in the Greek era, because uh, he's the one who caused Ragnarok of the Greek era. Right? Mm-hmm. But um, he's mostly focused on, on just uh, you know making sure his son grows up to be an honorable person. Right? Atreus, on the other hand, is is a teenager now, and he's very impressionable. Right? He's mm-hmm. 
That's what this is what I think. This is where I think Tyr is gonna come in. Like when he meets Tyr, he's gonna be his idol. Tyr is gonna be his god idol. It's like, oh, I want to be just like Tyr, and Atreus is gonna get pulled into that. And because Kratos wants to protect his son, he's gonna have to get pulled. He's gonna be pulled in into Ragnarok as well. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of kind of how I see Ragnarok. It's not something they're causing. It's something that Kratos doesn't want to happen. But it's just he's just there for his son to make yeah. sure he makes it out alive. Because in the end of the last game, the implication is that Kratos and Atreus began Fimblewinter and, and the steps of this by by killing Boulder and, and making all this happen. So there is, you know, a, a sense of responsibility to Kratos and Atreus. And if they're traveling in other realms, because Midgard at this point in the other game has very few living humans that you see. There's a lot of creatures and, and, you know, demigods and things like that and and other creatures. But the actual people that you see are few and far between. And when you do see them, Atreus kills them. So, So this idea that they have started Ragnarok with the the uh, the content of what they did in the first game, you know, do you think that maybe that could be just their simple motivation of like, oh shit, we started this, we gotta make sure that you know it doesn't destroy the realms, and maybe that's why they're traveling also in other realms, just from a player perspective, to get a uh, you know a little sense of what's at stake here, because if Ragnarok happens in Midgard, not a lot would be lost, right? Like we there's you haven't seen civilization. I think it's an, an old realm type of war yeah. that's going to be happening everywhere. Yeah. But do you th- like that's what I mean? In, in the trailers, it seems like we're seeing actual civilization in some of the other realms that we're traveling in a way that we haven't really seen before. And, and what do you think that impact will be on the story of of traveling to all these realms? I think there's some indication that, that we might be going to all of them or something close to that. You know, how do you hope and, and see and think the uh, the different realms will will work in God of War Ragnarok. Well, yeah, the director said that we are going to be able to go to all the realms, all mm-hmm. of them, Asgard, Jotunheim, all of them are going to be available to us. So, like you said, they might get a new perspective on, oh, wow, Midgard is pretty desolate, but there's a lot of life outside of monsters, you know, in Vanaheim mm-hmm. or in Svartalheim. That's the one we saw with the, the dwarves. So maybe that'll be the justification. I don't. I'm not really sure about Kratos though, because Kratos, from the trailer, it seems like that's very early in the game. He just wants to live his life. You know, he doesn't yeah. care. He's just he. But Atreus is all about. Oh, we gotta save the realm. The realms. You know, just stop Ragnarok. Um, so I don't know what Kratos' mo- motivation is going to be like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like he's gonna fight with Thor. And s- see, my main I, my main theory was before that Atreus was gonna get kidnapped by Thor at the start of the game. And he was going to go looking for Atreus. That was going to be my justification for the game. But that doesn't seem to be the case. I don't think that's what's going to happen in this game. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what Kratos' motivation for stopping Ragnarok will be. Aside from just protecting his son. Yeah, I, I do kind of see that as... What we've seen so far is Atreus is the representation of the parts of Kratos that he previously did not have access to <laughs> you know the 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 more empathetic parts the the idea of protection the idea of what it means to have weakness and something like that and uh, i think they'll lo- very likely extend that metaphor into ragnarok in terms of speculating on the plot of what's going to happen i love doing that it's so much fun do you think that you know the opening sequence of ragnarok is done the very first thing we see when we start to play that game do you think it will be Thor's hammer and that one moment 
in which the game, the previous game ended that we, we start right from there. Or do you think it's something different? Because I think there could be an impact if the very first thing that happens to us is Thor completely kicks our ass and nearly kills us. Kind of a, kind of a, uh, a flip on the boulder fight from the first game. I, I don't know. What, what do you think? See, that's what I used to think. Like, you know, the first thing was going to be Thor beating us. Kratos dies, goes to Valhalla, and then he has to go and save his son. That was my idea. But from the trailer, it seems that we're getting a look at, a, at the very beginning of the game. They are going on, on another hunting trip. It might be very similar. And then they get attacked by Freya, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe Thor shows up. I don't I don't know how I would do for uh, the, the pacing of the game and if Thor is just the beginning. I think it would be too shocking just like from the very beginning fighting Thor. And I've always, I've, ever since I saw, I saw the trailer, I've, I've been wondering, how is that going to go? If Kratos doesn't die, how does the plot, you know, continue after the fight with Thor? Because I'm sure they're going to mm-hmm. fight, right? Unless he just comes to warn Kratos, right? Because it's like they fight, nobody dies, and then they just leave, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why? what does that happen, right? Unless, like I said, Thor just came to talk to Kratos. You seem like a calm and reasonable person. And then they, they just talk. Mm-hmm. And... But this just seems very anti-God of War. That's not what God of War is. You know, you expect gods to fight each other. So what was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm just wondering, like, do you see, well, you you kind of answered it there, of just like, do you think that will be the start of the uh, the next game of where it left off? And you said previously, you know, that's what you did think. I, I think there is a chance, though, that that could happen, that it could be kind of an inverse of what we saw with Balder, that Thor, you, you are physically fighting Thor, but you are losing. It, they do this. It's a very common trope, video game trope. I, I Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima started that way. The ver- One of the very first fights you have is with the main boss that you may kill later, but they destroy you. I, I think that's a possibility just because I don't know how that interaction is going to happen. Because if if you recall, that's a young Atreus there. That's not a teenage Atreus, I believe, from the modeling that we've seen and everything like that. What do you think? Okay, so in, in the last game, we see that cutscene of Thor showing up. And in that cutscene, Atreus is a kid, but that's only because he's dreaming about it. That's just him manifesting his giant powers of, you know, being mm. able to tell the future, right? So that's only a dream he's having. In the trailer, we see the same shot, but Atreus is much older. He's a teenager now in the shot. In the same shot, he's older Oh, now. really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. So in the trailer, wow. Okay, so... Yeah, so it, three years have, have gone by, and then uh-huh. that shot happens again. So if you're a betting man, is that our very first interaction in the game, Ragnarok or not? If you had to, if you had to guess at this point, the first boss boss battle, you mean? Like, the- um, I no, no, I'm I'm thinking like our very first. You know, we the the title screen goes down. There's maybe a brief little introduction, but maybe the, one of the first times we get control of Kratos is uh, when we have that fight with with Thor. Where where the other game left off? Okay, I'm gonna try and predict what the intro is gonna be like. Okay, this is just okay. me. Everybody, it out listen there. up. Listen up. Listen All right. Up. So, I think yeah, we're gonna start off very similar to how God of War 2018 started. Right? There's gonna be a hunting tri- hunting trip. We're just gonna be hunting, and then they're gonna show the player that Atreus has grown up a lot more. He's just he's more wise. He knows how to fight now. They're gonna go back home. Thor's gonna show up. Thor's gonna beat Kratos, right? But Atreus is gonna do something that actually pushes Thor away. He's like, oh, wow, this guy is, he's, he's much more powerful now. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. shapeshift into a bear. I don't know. He's going to do something 
you know, Joden like, and Thor's mm-hmm. gonna be mind blowing. He's like, he's like, I'll be back for you, and then that's how they get separated. That way, we get the depowering of Kratos, so we can level him up again, and then the story actually begins. So it's very similar to how the first fight with Balder happened, but like you said, in this case, Thor's gonna beat us. He's gonna win like hands yeah. down. Yeah. And but Atreus is gonna he's gonna be the one who stops the fight. He's like, oh, he's someone to you know you don't want to mess with. Yeah, no, I do like that because maybe, maybe just a slight caveat. If I'm adding my little my little spice to it, maybe at that moment it's about Thor trying to, you know, be wary of Atreus and and think about what he could be for them, for the Aesir, not just to be destroyed, but also see him as like, okay, this 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 person has a role to play in Ragnarok and and he can't just be killed right now and and that kind of push and pull between Tyr and Thor on the mind of Atreus I think could be a really interesting you yeah, know let me add something there as well like just to agree with you cuz in the oh, first game like that M- 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 sorry Modi's like oh I'm going to I'm going to make you my own brother or something I'm going to you're going to be my new brother right mm. and Baldur tries to kidnap Atreus right so there is that sense that the Aesir want the last giant. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just only to enter Jotunheim or for something else, we don't know. But there is that sense that Thor might want to take uh, Atreus, right? But I think he's going to, yeah, Atreus is going to step up. He's going to do something incredibly magical and just stop <laughs> Thor from doing that. It's like, no, you, I'm, you don't want to mess with me right now. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm liking this already. Um just talking about different characters that we've seen, you know, obviously Freya, who is a pinnacle character in the 2018 series, is back. She's looking beat down. She's haggard. You know, she's there for that one scene. Do you think this could be a bait and switch where she's available very early on and then maybe gets, I don't know, killed by Thor or something or dies quickly? Or do you think she will be a recurring character that has a uh, you know something meaningful on the plot because I'm thinking it could be a bit of a bait and switch. I, I I see, I think she's gonna die or something is going maybe not killed by by Kratos, but I don't know the impact of them fighting and then Thor just meaninglessly killing her like she doesn't even matter. I I think that could really blow some socks off in a way that we didn't expect and like give that big impact. I I just I don't see her being there for the duration of the plot, if that makes sense. What do you think? For that, I'm going to have to disagree, and I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you why. Okay, so in, in Alpha, I'm in God of War 2018, you guys can check this out right now, okay? If you open up the mural, like, next to Sendry's shop, there's a depiction of Ragnarok, and you see Freya fighting on the side of the Aesir, and that's because she doesn't have access to her wings or her fighting spirit, so... The best theory out there is that after God of War 2018, she somehow made contact with Odin so she can get her fighting spirit back. Mm-hmm. And I think Freya and Thor are going to be on the same side. And no, I don't think she's going to die because her character arc, I think, is just at the end is realizing that what Kratos did to Baldur was right. It's like, no, he mm-hmm. had to be stopped. And because uh, Mimir says, give her time, lads. She'll come around. Like, it's just it, give her time. She's going to. She's gonna come back to us. Uh, Freya is gonna. I think it's, she's gonna be one of the characters, one of the few characters that makes it out alive. I Ooh, think. interesting. V- very different conclusions here. What do you think? Um, she will. 
her role in in line with the the Valkyries and the, and the Queen of the Valkyries? Do you see them kind of making a comeback, or or how are they involved with her getting her her wings and her spirit back and all that stuff? This question fascinates me. Mm-hmm. The main answer is I don't know because so far we only know that there are only two uh, Valkyries in the in the new game, Hurst and Holda. I think I forgot the the second one's name. But the Hurst, I think, is Freya's messenger in Norse mythology. But I'm 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 interested because I'm not sure if the Valkyries are coming back as optional side bosses like mm-hmm. in God of War 2018, or they're gonna have a bigger role in the story. The on IMBD is it IMBD the place? Uh, yeah, IMBD. Yeah, IMDb, IMDb, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it shows a bunch of voice actors in this game, and we see the the Fates, the Norns, uh, mm. Valkyries. So these seems like they seem like very important characters to just be throw like be killed easily, right? So maybe yeah. the that Freya still has some allies on Asgard that that are Valkyries because she was the queen after all, right? So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I don't know if they would, from a gameplay perspective, just have the same optional side bosses. That that seems kind of unlikely. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's what I yeah. what I said as well. It just seems kind of lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Santa Monica, <laughs> if you are doing that. It's like, oh, it's just have the same Valkyries. I hope it's something else. Uh, I hope they have like dungeon types of missions where it's like, oh, I want missions to be more impactful and side missions to be more hmm. impa- impactful in the next game. Instead of just having boss fights, which were good, the Valkyries, I want them to have like a mission leading up to that boss fight, not just an elevator ride. Mm-hmm. I, I want that to happen. Just have the Norns have a few Valkyries just hit different bosses. You know, they, they all don't have to be just the Valkyries. And it is crazy to think that with this uh, greater scope, because that's very clear, we're going to all the realms. This is going to be a bigger game. This is going to take longer to finish. Like this is absolutely clear in a way. Do you think that with this greater scope and this, this greater, um, requirement i guess from players because it's always how it works right the first game's a huge hit the greatest thing ever everything needs to be better everything needs to be bigger are you worried at all about that attrition because for me god of war 2018 really works well because each of those side quests are curated so well Almost every little side quest that you do seems like it's something simple, but there's actually a story, even with the rock that you get and the history of the Dwarf Kings and everything like that. They, they take the mundane and give it meaning. And I am worried a little bit, if I did it to add a little sprinkle of worry, with the ambition of a game that I think they're saying at least 40 hours, something close to that. You, yeah. 40 hours plus I don't I don't remember exactly my playthrough of 2018 but it, it was not that it, it was much less so I my my one concern is how do you keep the fidelity and the impact of all that ancillary stuff when you are gonna have that much more of it like the uh the the elf the um what am I saying here the war of the elves yes Alfheim I think that realm was done exceptionally well in terms of telling and telling stories that you didn't expect. Like that's a really great storytelling push. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. We're in the minority here. You and me. I love okay. that level as well because everybody hates it. It's like, oh, it seems like too out of the way of the story. I'm like, maybe, but you get to look into this civilization and these uh, mm-hmm. other two, two factions just fighting. I loved it as well, but sorry, I didn't mean. No, no. I'm, I'm, if do you. 
So just as a general question of having a game that's this much bigger doesn't necessarily mean this much better. Do you do you hope we have more quests and realms like Elfheim? Or, you know, how do you see it all working in your mind's eye if you're thinking of a great game? That was a long, long ass question, but please, Kuba, enlighten me. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. Uh, I do think God of War 2018's side missions were done exceptionally well as opposed to other games because they always tie back into the main story. You know, when mm-hmm. you do the Fafnir story, Atreus is like, he killed his own father? Who would do that? I'm like, oh, damn, I did that in God of War 3. So it's not just like, <laughs> Go and rescue the cat from the tree type of side missions. They they all connect yeah. back to the main story. What they what I think they should do for God of War Ragnarok is make them bigger mechanics wise. So yes, I think the only way they're gonna not have pacing issues in this game is if they make really good side missions, as in like really big ones that feel like their own games themselves. Like Alfheim is completely optional, right? So mm-hmm. When you're done with the game, you can go to Alfheim, and then you're introduced to this whole story that you haven't experienced yet. Like, oh, damn. And then Freyr could be the final boss fight, because mm. Freyr is Freya's uh, brother, and he's the, the ruler of Alfheim as well. And, like, have that as a side mission. It's just something that you can finish the story in 20 minutes, maybe, and then have, like, another 20, sorry, 20 hours, and then have 20 hours of side content, just, like, going to Svartalheim for other missions, mm-hmm. Muspelheim, do stuff like that. I think that's the only way to fix it. But with that, sorry. <laughs> with that said, though, this this po- poses a problem for God of War Ragnarok because God of War 2018. Once you end it, you can still travel the realms and all that, right? With Ragnarok, it's supposed to be the destruction of the realms. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know how they're gonna do like additional content after the game is done. You know? Yeah. I'm not really sure how they'll do that, but I do think they need to expand more on the side missions. Yes. Give us more meaningful characters. Just expand mm-hmm. on what they did in 2018 and make it even better. Yeah, so just to have actual... I like that idea of actually having more gameplay mechanics associated with the great narrative connections. One of my most popular God of War videos is God of War paying great respect to uh, an old sea captain where he play. It's just a very simple mission, side mission, where you are essentially doing the most basic thing in the game, going to a place and killing something the most basic that's all it is and the places are pretty close but narratively it's so impactful because it shows remorse that uh, Kratos has and 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 trying to impact those good morals onto your kid was incredible and it was you know I think that's why it's the most popular so stuff like that in the next game I think could be a huge hit but I agree adding more of that uh, the mechanics that you spend that long on You, you touched on it there Ragnarok is the name of this upcoming game. How do you see Ragnarok playing? I believe in some of the interviews either you did or another one of your colleagues, they talked about how Ragnarok itself wouldn't necessarily be the main focus. The event itself may not even appear. What what do you think uh, Ragnarok will will be in this uh in God of War Ragnarok? <laughs> it's the million dollar question. Million dollar question, but how I mean yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. If, Are we going to see it? I think we're at least going to see something because uh, there is hints that there's going to be time travel as well. So we could see, we we could get a glimpse of the first Ragnarok. That's what I always call it. It's the one where uh, German Gander was sent back in time when mm-hmm. Thor hit him. I, I maybe if we travel back in time, we might see something. So that way we can get all uh, uh, get our Ragnarok fixed because I think fans are going to be disappointed if we don't get to see an actual Ragnarok battle. So we have to get something Ragnarok related. 
and maybe Curse Natres will stop the one from this timeline, and that'll be okay. I don't mm -hmm. know. I really don't know. <laughs> um, I know it's gonna be in it somehow, or fans are gonna be disappointed. That's for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think there there was some mewling that it wouldn't happen in it, but it's called Ragnarok. You've been building up. You're not gonna have a third game in this uh, Norse universe, like. I, I do agree that I, th I think that has to happen. Um, this leads us to the big question. The fates of Kratos in Ragnarok. We've all seen the mural at the end of the 2018 game. There's speculations abound on that. We talked about this on your live stream. For me personally, I feel like he has to die. That it is a completion of his story across, you know, 387 games or however long it was that finally a true death is something that he can accept because of what this means for his family, for his son, that finally he has, he like he, in my opinion, Kratos hasn't died because he is the angriest man alive. He, he has, he has unfinished business. And I feel like him in this game, if he gets an opportunity to put his son on a path that was better than his own, to, to let him be more than himself. You know, a lot of people making these games are, are family men. They, they understand that impact of what it means to be, you know, the, the dad of war. And the important thing there is, is being a dad. And what that means is making sure your kids have all the best of you and trying to push out the worst. So for me, I feel like it has to happen. I think it'll be an ending thing. I don't think it'll be, you know, in the middle or anything like that. I, I think it'll be the impact but there has been a huge backlash with Sony first properties where main characters get killed as in last of us two spoilers, but I think it's, it's well known by now. Yeah. The, the death of Joel enlivened the community against that game for reasons that maybe they shouldn't, maybe there's other reasons not to like last of us too. So I I'm wondering if, there was that quite like that was written on a wall in, in Santa Monica studios, but perhaps talking to some people, you know, at, at, uh, at Sony saying, maybe we don't want to make that push. We saw what happened with last of us too. I'm, I'm wondering how it all works on that level. And then just narratively, I, I also want to know what you think from a, from a business perspective. If, if I was at Sony, then yeah, I would highly recommend, even though they don't really have any, you know, power over the creative process. Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend to split the characters. Don't kill Kratos and keep Atreus alive. Just test out the waters with Atreus. And if it doesn't work out, go back to Kratos. Just keep him alive. That's from a business point of view. Now for the story, you, Kratos, does, Kratos does say at the end that, you know, if it means you would live, I would lay down my life or something like that. So mm -hmm. there, it might, there might be some foreshadowing there. But I want to, Talk about something Corey Barlock said way, way, way back. And I and I hate this because I can't really prove it. I don't know what the name of the interview is. But he said in an interview that Kratos hasn't reached the point in which he's altruistic. He's not out to defend the realms. He hasn't reached it yet. And yet is the important word there. You know, it, it, this is not Kratos' final chapter yet. You know, there's still much to learn, right? So I think... God of War Ragnarok is going to end in a huge split between Kratos and Atreus, and then they're going to go into and do their own separate thing. That's my thought on what's going to happen. And in terms of being altruistic, um, 
when he picks up the vase in Tyr's temple, we see that Greece is being rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the story can continue with Atreus going to Egypt and Kratos going back to Greece to face, you know, the the errors of what he did in that uh, in in that continent, mm-hmm. right? In that uh, country. So maybe that's what could happen. But I don't think he's gonna die. I don't think they're ready to do that yet. From a business point of view and a story perspective, I don't think he's ready yet. I do think it's going to happen eventually, uh, him dying and sacrificing himself. Yeah. But I don't think we're there yet. What it like I see I I do narratively it just it seems to be leading to that based on our understanding of like constructive narratives. Like like you said, he would there's a lot of foreshadowing to it. You know, the role of Atreus is meant to be his his light into the tunnel that he existed and all the best things about him. You know, maybe I I don't know. I feel like if in God of War Ragnarok we had the, that scene, maybe it's at the end again, where Kratos walks into Valhalla and sees Faye, that that moment could be worth. Like I, I think that is a that's a million dollar moment. That's the sort of thing when people play a game and say, okay, I've worked this hard. This is his story ending after fifteen games. That could be the one that puts this as the greatest God of War game ever, and you know, game of the year. So I don't know, man. I I feel like it's big. Let me do the nerdiest thing possible. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, excuse me, sir. Let me point something. I imagine those were glasses. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, but tell me. Faye being in Valhalla would be odd because Valhalla is in Asgard, the realm of Odin and Thor. So I don't think Faye's there. There's hints that Faye. They're together. Hints. They're together. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Valhalla. Okay. So oh, you oh, so you mean like this? Okay, like this uh, ethereal heaven type of thing yes, that he meets. A, a heaven. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ah, right. damn. Kobe, right. hitting me up. <laughs> getting getting into the weeds here, man. <laughs> Faye is technically in the light of Alfheim. Corey has said that part of her soul. Mm-hmm. Is in the light of Alpine. That's why Curtis was like Fey when he reached out to her. So, dude, that could be an ending. That really could. But I think there's still so many unanswered questions with Kratos. Calliope, his first daughter, is still alive in the Greek realm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's gotta be answered somehow. Like just like what happened to Calliope? Kratos abandoned her. Not abandoned her. He saved her, but abandoned her. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think they could tell a lot more stories with Kratos yet. Still. Interesting. Okay, so you've heard it here. We're in 2021 speculating. Kuba is team Kratos continues. I'm team Kratos craters and he's dead, but it's beautiful and wonderful and the greatest thing ever. Um, So, yeah, I, I guess just to end us off here. So thank you so much for taking the time. And I love, you know, if you're a fan of everything Kuba does, please, all of his links will be below. Uh, if you're not a fan, rather, you can now learn because he he knows things that I want to know about God of War. Um, a lot of the time you spend talking about these games and looking about these games and talking to the people. What do you think could happen that would genuinely upset you to the point of being disappointed with this game. I don't think God of War 2018 is a perfect game. I think there are things you could change in pacing, narrative uh, expectations, and overall gameplay to make it better as every product uh, you know, can continue, every art can be refined. But is there something here in Ragnarok that could really alienate you, Captain Kuba, from the franchise? Right. Um... We you briefly talked about The Last of Us two uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of The Last of Us Part two. I love the first one, and the second one had amazing gameplay, but I think it had pacing issues, and the death of Joel was something I 
didn't like very much. I thought it was rushed. You know, Joel had a lot more to say, I think, in the story. Something I would hate for God of War is to follow those same steps of just Kratos dying halfway through and then continuing with Tyr for some reason. And, you know, mm. Kratos, sorry, Tyr and Atreus take the role of the protagonist. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think Santa Monica will do that, right? Uh, the other thing is just pacing issues overall, because like you said, like we said, we, this is the the final game in the North Saga. Mm-hmm. Only two games. We gotta deal with Freya, Thor, Odin. There's so many things to deal with. I have confidence in Eric Williams, right? He seems like an awesome guy, and he's gonna direct a, a great game. But like I said, the, the only way to fix that is spread it out with side missions. Just make the side missions more meaningful, mm-hmm. and just give us a, an awesome story. Those are the two things that I'm most worried about in this game. Just I don't think they're going to kill off Kratos in the, in the middle of the story, but that would be something that would bum me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could see yeah. that. I think that I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen. But in terms mm-hmm. of things that could alienate people, Kratos dying midway would be a big, big alienation. People would not oh, yeah. be happy with that and like yeah. maybe not finish. The idea, though, that having primary narrative points in secondary content, talking to developers, I know that is a really tricky um goal because they have to assume that certain players will only play primary content and if they provide you know important narrative beats that help flush out the characters and and tell the story more completely too much in the side content i i think there will be a huge segment of the population that play this game that won't get a full story so i think it's even more complicated than what you're saying with pacing because like they can do that with some things like um the the great side quests of of learning about some of the origins of actual ragnarok going to happen like what uh brock and sindri have already done with fenrir and stuff like that like that was in side quests i really like that's ancillary stuff but Bigger than that, I, I don't know if they'll they'll make that that uh, leap. Yeah, okay. the the only way to fix this would, would be to have it have those realms be self-contained, like their own issues. Like Alfheim is a is a great example. They're busy with their eternal war of the the light elves and the dark elves, right? Mm-hmm. Just have that, and just have narrative themes that tie back to the main story, without having big plot moments there. Right? Like that would be one way to mm. fix it, but. With my idea of where the story the story's going, it's a mess. Because if Curtis and Atreus split up at the end, who the hell is going to do the, the optional things at the end of the game? You know, yeah. is it going to be a Kratos, Atreus? That's the, yeah. They could do a Red Dead. Yeah. They could do a Red Dead. It could be a, you know, it could be Tyr. It could yeah. be like someone like that. Honestly, what if it is yeah. like, uh, we'll go with, let's take this line. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pull this string here. If, if what you're saying, Kuba, is true. Mm-hmm. Impactful ending. They stop Ragnarok. Atreus goes to Egypt with uh, that awesome new giant lady. Maybe that's where they go. That would be pretty cool. And uh, Kratos is going back to Greece. He he needs to. He has more unfinished business. Tyr can change his shape. He can do all this stuff. He's still a god of war. He was introduced thoroughly in the first one. You know, I they made these, a lot of big studios have done this, and Red Dead is what I think of the most. They did this entirely. Yeah. And in the first game of playing as, uh, you know, another spoiler there, but of playing as your kid after the game is done to complete all the side content. Uh, I know there's other games that have done that in the past. If that happened, I would be blown away and extremely excited about that uh, sort of endeavor. What do you think? I, I really do like this conversation because we're just going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and, man. And, 
And look, I think that worked for Red Dead because they're just two, you know, cowboy dudes. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. we just use the same guns. But there's so much lore in God of War with the Leviathan Axe and the Blades of Chaos. Mm. If Tyr were to be like the the That's guy who point. picks up the the reins at the end of the game, how would he get access to the Blades of Chaos? How would yeah. he get access to the Leviathan Axe? And on top of that, I don't think Tyr is making it out alive. I think Kratos mm. is gonna kill him. That's my other prediction. Kratos is gonna kill Tyr. Whoa! Why do you think that's yeah. gonna happen? Let's let's finish up with that. Why do you think? Because <laughs> again, we've we've talked about Tyr, and actually, if you yeah. stay tuned, I'm gonna have a little video on Tyr because so many of y'all are interested in the uh, the Tyr videos I have. He is very important to the framework and stepping stones of Ragnarok and Fenrir and the, 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 the giant wolf of death that ends everything. Like he's very, very important. Why do you think he, and he, we clearly see him in the trailer. He's represented as the God of peace. He's a God of war that sought for peace. Everyone loved him. He was amazing. He goes everywhere. He is sad and sullen in this game. Why do you think Kratos kills the embodiment of everything that is good about him yeah, so I want to know. I'll talk about it more. I have I have to make my full prediction of the story, so I'll talk about it. I'll give my reasons why in that video. But I think once Atreus meets Tyr, like I said, Atreus is gonna fall in love with him in the in the, mm-hmm. in the sense that it's gonna be his idol. And Tyr is all about you know giving himself up for the good of humanity. And Atreus might want to do the same, right? So there's gonna come a point in the story where the only way to save the realms is going to be by Atreus sacrificing himself. Mm -hmm. Atreus is going to be the only one capable of doing that, right? And Tyr's going to be like, this hurts me, but it has to happen. And Kratos is like, no, that's not happening. And that's when they'll fight. And Mm -hmm. then you get the the mural scene. Uh, Atreus holding Tyr, because that's his idol. And the words in the mural say, Father, God, betrayal. So... It kind of makes sense. The father killed Tyr, and that seems to him like a betrayal. I think Kratos oh, is so going to kill Tyr. Just to interrupt you. Do you think that's Tyr, not Kratos? Oh, in yeah. The mural? Okay. 100%. Yeah, that's, okay. that's Tyr. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think Kratos is going to kill Tyr uh, in order to save his son. You know, Kratos is not going to let him save the Norse pantheon. It's going to be it's going to be a sad ending. Mm-hmm. You, you, your ending is it's nicer as in like, oh, he'll go to heaven with Faye. I think the ending of this this game is going to be a lot more darker. Like the realms are going to be destroyed once again, mm-hmm. and this is what's going to push Kratos to be more altruistic. I think it's like, oh, now it's the next uh, era in his life. Like, him being an actual good god. So you like think that. Ragnarok will happen in this? Oh game, yeah, 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 that they won't yeah. stop it. You think yeah, that it mean, won't be stopped? Because I don't know. I'm I'm taking your line. I'm again pulling it a, a little bit there. I do like the mirroring of the Balder Freya Kratos moment now in Ragnarok in your idea between uh, Kratos, Atreus, and Tyr a little bit. Maybe that could be Kratos, you know, giving more understanding to Freya of why, you know, she would fight to the death to to protect her son, even if it meant the destruction of everything. Because that kind of, you know, that kind of, if we are following that line, that does put into question his thought process of killing Boulder a little bit. Like it does kind of flow on its head. So that, that's a big prediction though, man, that you think in God of War Ragnarok, they will in fact not stop Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, they might... St- it might not be as devastating as in the actual mythology, but then again, the mythology Ragnarok happens, and then there's only two humans who make it out alive. I forgot their names. It's a guy and a girl. 
So mm-hmm. they start, they restart civilization. I don't know. It's not completely sad, but I don't think it's going to be the happy ending as in like, oh, we killed Odin and Ragnarok is prevented. I think Ragnarok is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The world is going to be, you know, somewhat destroyed. And that's that's what's going to give Kratos the, you know, the the new idea. Like, hey, maybe I got to be more like Tyr. Start, you know, defending mm-hmm. these humans because he's going to see a lot of sadness, just like a lot of death, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of those uh, dwarves, you know, you've grown accustomed to. Maybe Sindri and Brock will die. It's like, you know, I cared about these guys. Maybe mm-hmm. this could be my, uh, that, that could be his uh, his entry into a more altruistic character. Interesting. So I, I do agree that we are going to see some important people dying, maybe some realms destroyed. I really do like the idea of going to a realm pre-Ragnarok and then post to see how it's different. Like gameplay wise, I think that's great. But I, I don't follow through with you with this idea that, you know, of course, I think there'll be a sad, somber ending. But I'm still sticking to the fact that this game will show his transition into altruism and sacrifice. It won't be that he learned things from this game and now is willing. Yeah, I I think for me and for a lot of other players out there that it it will be essential (laughs) that we see him have that final moment of some form of sacrifice, whatever it is. You know, Atreus, I don't think is going to die. I like your idea about Tyr, but no, I am again uh, diverting from Kuba here. I believe that Ragnarok will be stopped at the expense of Kratos' blood. So it's that's what on I'm it. thinking. I already have a bet with John Ford. I'm, I have a gambling problem. Let's just, let's do it. How much do you want to put on <laughs> All right, it? Let's go. We'll put, we'll put, I don't have my thing right here. I have a custom made Mimir head out of a, an old tree from Germany. So maybe we'll put what? that there. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? It's Can I see it? Can you? <laughs> I'll show you, I'll show you another time, but maybe we'll put that okay. on the line. Okay. All no, right, we're okay. definitely we'll not putting the that specifics. on. We'll talk about the specifics <laughs> later on. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to thank you. Kuba for taking your time and and uh, all of your your fans and followers coming to see this we do appreciate it and yeah I can't wait to see what happens next and, and what's going to happen from this game hopefully if we get another big trailer a big reveal will you come back and will we talk about it yeah well, no problem dude I, I love doing this I awesome. love discussing theories with fans it's awesome 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 all right y'all well that is another episode of dialogue wheel and thank you for listening